Phil Astor by Beaumont and Fletcher. Act 1, Scene 1. Enter Dion, Claremont, and Thrasyline. Claremont, noble gentlemen. Here's no lords nor ladies. Dion, a lord. Credit me, gentlemen, I wonder at it, they received strict charge from the king to attend here, besides, it was boldly published that no officer should forbid any gentleman that desired to attend and hear. Can you guess the cause? Sir, it is plain, about the Spanish prince, that's come to marry our kingdom's heir and be our sovereign. Thrasyline, noble gentleman. Many that will seem to know much say she looks not on him like a maid in love. Faith, sir, the multitude, that seldom know anything but their own opinions, speak that they would have, but the prince, before his own approach, received so many confident messages from the state, that I think she's resolved to be rolled. Sir, it is thought, with her he shall enjoy both these kingdoms of Sicily and Calabria. Sir, it is without controversy so meant, but twill be a troublesome labor for him to enjoy both these kingdoms with safety, the right heir to one of them living, and living so virtuously, especially, the people admiring the bravery of his mind and lamenting his injuries. Who, Philaster? Yes, whose father, we all know, was by our late king of Calabria unrighteously deposed from his fruitful Sicily, myself drew some blood in those wars, which I would give my hand to be washed from. Sir, my ignorance in state policy will not let me know why, Philaster being heir to one of these kingdoms, the king should suffer him to walk abroad with such free liberty. Sir, it seems your nature is more constant than to inquire after state news, but the king, of late, made a hazard of both the kingdoms, of Sicily and his own, with offering but to imprison Philaster, at which the city was in arms, not to be charmed down by any state order or proclamation, till they saw Philaster ride through the streets pleased and without a guard, at which they threw their hats and their arms from them, some to make bonfires, some to drink, all for his deliverance, which wise men say is the cause the king labors to bring in the the power of a foreign nation to awe his own with. Enter Galatea, a lady and Megra. See, the ladies, what's the first? A wise and modest gentlewoman that attends the princess. The second? She is one that may stand still discreetly enough, and ill-favouredly dance her measure, simper when she is courted by her friend, and slight her husband. The last? Faith, I think she is one whom the state keeps for the agents of our confederate princes, she'll cog and lie with a whole army, before the league shall break, her name is common through the kingdom, and the trophies of her dishonor advanced beyond Hercules' pillars, she loves to try the several constitutions of men's bodies and, indeed, has destroyed the worth of her own body by making experiment upon it for the good of the commonwealth. She's a profitable member. Galatea, a wise modest lady attending the princess. What if they should? Nay, let her alone. What if they should? Why, if they should, I say they were never abroad. What foreigner would do so? It writes them directly untraveled. Why, what if they be? Good madam, let her go on dot, what if they be? Why, if they be, I will justify. They cannot maintain discourse with a judicious lady, nor make a leg nor say excuse me. Your desires upon you, ladies. Then you must sit beside us. I shall sit near you then, lady. Near me, perhaps, 
but there's a lady indoors no stranger, and to me you appear a very strange fellow. Peace, the king. Enter king, Pharamond, Arethusa, and train. King. To give a stronger testimony of love. Than sickly promises, which commonly. In princes find both birth and burial. In one breath, we have drawn you, worthy sir. To make your fair endearments to our daughter. And worthy services known to our subjects. Now loved and wondered at, next, our intent. To plant you deeply our immediate heir. Both to our blood and kingdoms. For this lady. The best part of your life, as you confirm me. And I believe, though her few years and sex. Yet teach her nothing but her fears and blushes. Desires without desire, discourse and knowledge. Only of what herself is to herself. Make her feel moderate health, and when she sleeps. In making no ill day, knows no ill dreams. Think not, dear sir, these undivided parts. That must mold up a virgin, are put on. To show her so, as borrowed ornaments. To speak her perfect love to you or add. An artificial shadow to her nature. No, sir, I boldly dare proclaim her yet. No woman. But woo her still, and think her modesty. A sweeter mistress than the offered language. Of any dame, were she a queen, whose eye. Speaks common loves and comforts to her servants. Last, noble son, for so I now must call you. What I have done thus public, is not only. To add a comfort in particular. To you or me, but all, and to confirm. The nobles and the gentry of these kingdoms. By oath to your succession, which shall be. Within this month at most. This will be hardly done. It must be ill done, if it be done. When tis at best, twill be but half done, whilst so brave a gentleman is wrong it and flung off. Peace, the king. Who does not? I fear not for myself, and yet I fear too. Well, we shall see, we shall see, no more. Pharamond, Prince of Spain. Kissing your white hand, mistress, I take leave to thank your royal father, and thus far to be my own free trumpet, understand, great king, and these your subjects, mine that must be, for so deserving you have spoke me, sir, and so deserving I dare speak myself, to what a person, of what eminence, ripe expectation, of what faculties, manners and virtues, you would wed your kingdoms, you and me have your wishes, oh, this country, by more than all the gods, I hold it happy, happy in their dear memories that have been kings great and good, happy in yours that is, and from you, as a chronicle to keep your noble name from eating age, do I opine myself most happy, gentlemen, believe me in a word, a prince's word, there shall be nothing to make up a kingdom mighty and flourishing, defensed, feared, equal to be commanded and obeyed, but through the travails of my life I'll find it, and tie it to this country, by all the gods, my reign shall be so easy to the subject, that every man shall be his prince himself, and his own law, yet I his prince and law, and, dearest lady, to your dearest self, dear in the choice of of him whose name and luster must make you more and mightier, let me say, you are the blessed's living, for, sweet princess, you shall enjoy a man of men to be your servant, you shall make him yours, for whom great queens must die. Miraculous. This speech calls him Spaniard, being nothing but a large inventory of his own commendations. I wonder what's his price, for certainly he'll sell himself, he has so praised his shape. 